Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. We're singing the song, but we're not really walking in the sunshine. I guess here in the studio is McCabe our sunshine. Did he bring the bring? The, no. You brought sunshine brought to us. Mugginess yeah. is flipping muggy outside. <laughs> Cloudy and 72 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 70 at the Highlands. 71 in my backyard in Elm Grove. And 71 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It's going to be muggy today. Cloudy, a daytime high, 86. Tomorrow, cloudy, around 82, about 80 for the high on Sunday as well. 9, 10 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. John McCabe is here with us. John, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, Bob and I were talking about the Payton City thing, and Governor Justice offered a couple of innocuous comments right. yesterday about how we're, you know, we'll, we want to make sure they get good water and so on and so forth. But since he's going to be in Moundsville this morning, uh, Bob, uh, Bob thought it would be smart for him to drop by uh, – Peyton City and make a comment or two there. Well, it would definitely would have been, but yep. he's uh, not going to be in Moundsville today. Just uh, no, literally no, no, as I was leaving on. the office to come up here. Wait, I got the story right here. Well, I got the update right, right the here intelligence. on the Intelligencer's <laughs> website. Uh-oh. That his office, you know, just this morning, you know, literally as I was walking out the door, they, they sent out a notice that they have to postpone to a later date. I mean, I spent a good part of the evening last night with uh, Marshall County Commissioner Mike Farrow up at the, uh, you know, local event here in Wheeling with the Fort Henry uh after hours there and uh, you know he was excited to have the governor come and uh you know so i'm not sure what derailed the governor's plans but according to his office that is now on hold oh well bob i guess uh, guess he's not stopping by Peyton city like we suggested never mind then <laughs> never mind <laughs> never mind frio stack auction service hotline is open at 304-214-1600 304-214-1600 if you want to uh, text in on anything right now or during the uh, next hour as john and i talk about some of the uh, and bob talk about some of the news of the week uh did you I am drinking your Pellegrino. Did you steal one of my <laughs> I, green water? You steal, they're you, really good, man. You stole my Pellegrino. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to stop by your house and have Nancy <laughs> feed me some out the window when you're not looking. <laughs> we, we buy it by the case, I'll tell you, at the house. But I... What the hell is this, Bob? Where did this come from? He's got Pepsi. Where did this come from? I said no Pepsi. We're not going to do... I'm, I'm out of... I'm not doing... Where did it come from? I don't know. Did John bring it? I didn't bring it. It looks like it's awful warm. Did, did you find it, it outside? Did, I did not bring it. It's did, been, did Mr. It's, Bryson bring it? It's been calling me, Howard, you need to drink more of me. I'm your Pepsi you friend. You see how many calories are in that Pepsi? Uh, 250 in that bottle. Pretty soon I'll be 215 pounds like uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> I think he went and got his own Pepsi is what I think, John. <laughs> He's on a special scale. <laughs> yeah, you're, I know. 250 calories in here. I went and got the Pepsi. The Pepsi was screaming for you, so I didn't oh, I didn't want to hear it anymore. Man. Now, you know what I'm going to have to do. We're both going to be off Pepsi mm, after I'm today. Drink it now. Mm. John just inspired me. How uh, many calories, John? 250. It said right on the side it of that right bottle. says right here, 250 right. calories. Hey, you enough. drink, you know, five or six of those oh, a day. Oh, that's easy. That's, that's before noon, John. What are you talking about? <laughs> when you're in the Pepsi mood, how many do you drink? Oh, man, at least eight a day. Yeah. Seven <laughs> or eight. I got a Regular Pepsi, not diet. Right? Oh, no, that stuff will kill you. you. What are you talking about? That, that diet stuff will kill you. A couple thousand calories there. Uh, just, uh, that's something, 
something for you to uh, to think about. Nine thirteen here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Mr. McCabe is here with us. Friday roundtable. Hey, John, uh, start of school this. Uh, this week, I guess just about everybody is now back in yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. A couple rolled out on Monday. A lot of schools, Ohio, Marshall, St. Clair's, brought this on Tuesday. Um, I saw you editorialized about this uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, what was it? How, the first student was up at like 5? What was it? Well, five? I mean, the first student gets on the bus at 5.37 a.m. Isn't that amazing? You know, well, that's that, on the bus. That's, that's not, on so. the bus. So you figure if that's a, a young lady, that's a young guy. He'd be getting up about 5.25, maybe, maybe even 5.30. <laughs> Rolling but, out the door with a you know pop tart in hand and uh, making it to the bus but, stop. So at five thirty, it, it just rounded off. At five thirty in the morning, uh, the first kids are standing at a bus stop yeah. waiting for the bus. Now, that's that's tough. That really is. You know, I mean, in you know, I just ran into a couple bus drivers last night, uh, and they, uh, you know. <laughs> jokingly well it, you know they made the choice to live that far out but well, i mean and folks did yeah but uh, still. there's no doubt but you know asking a anywhere from you know 14 to 17 18 year old to again at, you know at, at a bare minimum get up at 5 a.m um and then you know to kind of add insult to injury they are the last drop off on the way home so even if they do nothing so they after almost school, a 12 hour day. 11 hours on, on, yeah, from, from when they start to when they come back. Off. Yeah. And that, that's just a long time. That makes for a long day. And if you're doing any type of extracurricular, you're just adding on. And now that, that you add on for anyone, obviously, but it's, um, you know, and that route's an interesting route. I'd never really studied that route. Um, and I was just going through and looking at the bus routes on Monday. Out of you God, know, you're or like Tuesday, you're like Kirchhoff. Out of like morbid Kirchival, curiosity, Kirchival sits and reads the Constitution <laughs> at night. You you like to just uh, look over bus routes, well, so you know. But that bus in particular um, even stops for like ten minutes at West Liberty Elementary and picks up elementary kids. So this high school kid, you know, not only had the injury of sitting, you know, the insult of sitting on that bus for so long, but now he's got to sit on a bunch of, you know, grade, grade schoolers that hop on for stops out that way. So, you know, there really is no good answer for it. I mean, it, the, the answer for all this is money. Would it be too special of treatment if they had like a van, an express for the corners of the county? Would that be too much of a special treatment to, to say, okay, you guys can sleep in, we'll pick you up at uh, quarter to or something like that. I don't know if that would work, no, no, but, no, I, yeah. but I will say this. I, that's what those the kinds of outside-the-box thinking yeah. that the school board has got to start considering. Um, I guess the old the, the debate which they had last, for the last couple of years about early start times is kind of on hold right now. Well, I think it uh, <laughs> hurt a lot last night, obviously, but from what I heard last night, it may be Bob, on the table. In, Bob, did you get invited to this thing at the Fort Henry Club? I did not, Howard. I assume. Yeah, sorry. I I I'm sorry. I didn't get invited either. Apparently, everybody was anybody well, was there. Well, obviously, the lowest of the Bus low. Bus drivers are there. there. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, um, it was. Uh, uh, I'm not going to be surprised if in the next couple, you know, either the board meeting, the next board meeting, one after that. Uh, this may not come back up on the table because it, there's there's no way as a board member, um, you know, as a, as a, an administrator that you can that you can defend getting on a bus at five thirty seven in the morning for a high school. It's just a you know, it's the way the system works and the, it's the way it has worked. But you know, we we just need to keep thinking of how we do better. There are really two issues here. It seems to me one is which we all tend to frame it as having a later start time at mm -hmm. William, Park, William Park High School is kind of the, the, the defining school. So having a later start time. But it isn't necessary. That is part of it. It may just be there's got to be a way of, of, given the start time you have, 
getting a better way to get the buses around and get the kids picked mm-hmm. up, you know. So somebody isn't waiting at 537. Yeah. I, have, I have no idea if Bob's idea would work. I mean, I, did, I have know, not the foggiest idea. But these are the kinds of things that need to be and considered. And there are so many. Yeah, and there are other challenges with this as well. It, that, you know, number one, you know, you, doing anything outside of the box is going to require an investment in buses. So you have to find you know, more buses. And then comes the challenge of where do you find more bus drivers? It's already a struggle bus to find the are current hard, number. Hard already, yes. You exactly. look down at I've been kind of just, you know, keeping a sideways glance at Mon County this week uh, down in Morgantown. And Mon County Schools is having a Dickens of a time because yep. they have a short, severe shortage of bus drivers. Kids are getting dropped off at the wrong stop. Kids are getting left at schools. Yikes. I mean, it's really a me- and these are like young kids. And just what I've been reading, it seems like this first couple of days as they as they're figuring out with all these shortages, they've had a real mess. And so, you know, what we don't want to do is create that type of a problem here. Obviously, so it's going to have to be a lot more thought. And that's where this is. A, this is a tricky problem. I think the board's going to have to agree at some point that if if money is the issue, they got to put the money up. You know, yeah. they've uh, maybe take some more away from the library or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That may well be. <laughs> I said that for David Croft's benefit this morning. <laughs> that may well be the answer that, um, that we hear. They're going to have to, you know, if money is the issue, then it's money. If it's more buses, if it's more bus drivers. But then becomes the question of where do you find the bus drivers. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it just struck me as we were talking here this morning. It really is, in a sense, two separate issues. There is the issue of starting school later, right. which Molly Adderhold in particular has been mm-hmm. really pushing very hard over the last couple of years. And I think Dave Croft's been kind of along with her on most of that. But um, there's the, okay, if we're not going to adjust the start time, how can we better adjust the way we pick these kids mm-hmm. up and the timing of that? Yeah, and, co- you know, and really, I mean, Ohio County is not that far out of line in terms of start time from many other counties. Like I was looking through Mon County's bus schedule as well just to get an idea because you know, Morgantown High starts roughly about the same time in the morning. But they don't have any kids getting on bus prior to 6 a.m. that I could find, at least, and looking through their schedules. So, you know, and, and again, they're having a whole separate set of issues there right now. But, you know, this is something that needs to be addressed. I mean, that, that's really the, the best way I can put it. You know, it, it's, it's no one's fault. The system has been in place a long time. But, you know, we're seeing so many other things that are factoring in as we come out of COVID and, and test scores that are that are struggling, um, you know, at some levels. And, you know, some levels, you know, third grade test scores in Ohio County were, were top of the state. You know, but, but what we continue to find is that, you know, not only here but everywhere, third grade test scores are high. And you just watch that, you know, fall off go the down, cliff down, as down. they go up through the high school. And, you know, and so there's a lot of things that need focused on in public education in general. And I know Ohio County... You know, I'm, I'm sure the folks in Ohio County think that they're under the microscope all the time. And in some ways they are. And it's, you know, I mean, that's where we well, live. You know, and that's, and, they're and, the biggest district be, in, yeah. in, in our region. And, and have a reputation. Yes, 100 percent. Uh, you know, among the best. Uh, uh, right. And, and, so, and a reputation of, of excellence that has been well earned over many years. That is, you know, it's very, uh, very hard to keep going. And they've got, you know, it's very important that they do keep it going. And they're going to have to reengage this this start time issue or the, the bus schedule mm-hmm. issue. Um, you, you know, we know the arguments, parents, and I get the parents' argument. The parents say, well, wait a minute, if you have a later start time, you know, we get, we get our kids to school and then we head off to work. Yeah. And if you make them start later, 
what are we going to do? Have them off on their own, or are we going to have to change our work time? And that's where it you can't a, just say— It is a legitimate argument. Yeah, and you can't just say, okay, we're going to flip the middle schools earlier and the high school later or the grade schools earlier. So you, it's not as simple as that. There needs to be—you know, and they've done, you know, what I think it was Edulog or one of these outside vendors they used did, did some different studies, um, you know, and—, and the reality is it's going to be an expensive prospect. No matter what happens, it's going to cost money. There's going to have to be, an, an, you know, investment in buses, mechanics potentially. So there, there's a lot to it. But I, I think the problem, though, is when you compare counties, like you compared your old county with a high county. Mm-hmm. Well, you have two public high schools down there. Yes. So that would cut the travel time a little bit. So you have Ohio County. One public high school, yes. not a real, real big high school, but they can't go the other way either, guys. But you a real can't big, go, big county. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't go afternoon shift because now that messes everything up. It messes sure. up everything from sure. practice it, to the games, everything. So they're always going to go the other way, I, I think. And see, that's where it, it is tough. But, you know, and, and Mon County is a much, much bigger county than Ohio County. But Mon County does have three public high schools with Clay Battelle thrown in there. So, you know, uh, Ohio County is a small county. Not a very big county at all. But the problem is, is, you know, just like with where Wheeling's at and where the high school's at, everything spiders out. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't, you know, you can't make these big circle loops for in a lot of ways. You've got to send buses out and then back. Um, and it makes it, uh, it, then it makes it a little more challenging because, again, they, they, they've been able to, and it's been extremely beneficial to public education here that the district and county has been able to be extremely efficient on buses. And on mechanics and bus drivers, you know, they've, they've been able to keep it at a number um, that's probably, uh, you know, much lower than most other areas just because of the way they've been able to work this system over many years. And that's, again, that money, that means money, you know, more, more money invested back into facilities education. Um, you know, but I think there's just the, the tide is rising on school start times. And a lot of, you know, we've had stories in the past few months on other districts coming out of COVID that have found ways to adjust. Um, and, there, and it's worth looking at here. There is a great pull to, to maintain the status quo. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Right. Uh, I think if I interpret most of what I hear from the faculty don't change things because it just it's the status quo and i don't mean again that's it it's, it, it works in their minds and so that's fine but at some point you got to shake up the status quo somehow some way so i, well, I just got a text from a, a a state school board member welcome to the world of you know public transportation for schools and he, yeah. and it's i mean that that's the challenge i mean there's so many different challenges with that um you know, uh, but you're right. I mean, and, and that's the answer I hate to hear. It's like, well, that's how we've always done it. Right. That's a bad answer. It never hurts to look. You know, it has worked for Ohio County. But, you know, my concern, I think, and I think the concern from a lot of parents uh, who, who really pay attention to public education is, is it working now? I mean, is it working it, as well now? I, I tend to go along with Molly Adderholt. If you look at just the science, mm-hmm. it makes sense for the high school kids to start later. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that multiple studies over multiple years have shown that it's better for them. But you can't just look at the science. I mean, right. you do have to look at the reality of what's going on out in the world. you got to look at kids who parents have to get them to school and then have to get to work. You have to look at uh, after school, how does it affect extracurricular activities, how does it affect jobs, and so on. So it, it, you can't do it in a vacuum. I know that if in a vacuum, the answer is simple. Right. Uh, you, you, first of all, it's going to cost money, but you pay what it takes to do a later start time, but you can't really do it. And you probably even have businesses in, in, in town that have built, you know, I don't want to say shift times, but start times for employees around 
around public school start times because it makes sense to if you want you know if you want to uh, you know cater to to working parents sometimes you know nine right. o'clock start when you know when the school starts at eight forty five is is good right right so, so it's uh, again it. it I'll be curious to hear what the what the new ideas might be that uh, that could be coming out soon, um, but um, you know, I just it really did strike me uh, that five thirty seven of wow, what are we doing? You know, I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> that poor kid, whoever yeah. he or she was, the guy. I don't know. I have no idea. Whoever he yeah. or she was standing out there in the dark, you know. Yeah. Um, and I know there's never a day when five thirty seven isn't dark. <laughs> never, no, no matter what <laughs> daylight time, standard right. time, you know, uh, it, it's 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 dark at five thirty seven. Nine twenty six, twenty six after the hour. Watchdog Morning Show. John McCabe and I kicking around some Ohio Valley headlines of the week. Uh, what about parking in downtown when the streetscape is done? Council's taking up that topic, and we'll talk about it next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host for Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. suit looking for a good book searching for a unique gift the ohio valley's premier shopping choice is the highlands find jewelry hot new tech arts and crafts over two dozen stores to visit from walmart and target to cabela's menards kohl's and old navy plan a day out of shopping dining and entertainment at the highlands at the top of the hill off i-70 see it all online at hitthehighlands.com Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. here on the Watchdog Morning Show for a Friday. John McCabe is here, newspaper editor, and I kicking around as always. I've been trying to do the right grammar this week on John McCabe and I. 
half the time I realize I do it wrong is mostly, usually it should be and me. It doesn't sound right. You're a... Anyway. Grammar I, makes it makes a difference anyway. to you. But I know. I, but Grammar's I, becoming such a... Talk into Mike, John. Grammar has become... <laughs> You know, it really, it, it's becoming a lost thing, you know, because again, you, you you read what people post online and if anyone says anything, you know, I don't need grammar police, you know, get a life. Um, it's, it's, it's a challenging time. Um, the, you know, it's not being taught as much in school. I don't know. I, it's, I hear, I have, I have uh, as my kids can attest, I have harped on so many things mm-hmm. with them for so many years and and it's hard because they go and they hear the exact opposite you know yeah you know has gone ha, has went you know and, it, and it's just it's uh it, it just drives me nuts I, I i always have been very big on proper grammar and, mm-hmm. and sentence forms and all that kind of stuff and it just goes by this by the way but then again we shouldn't even worry about grammar because anymore through because of social media we can't spell either mm-hmm. so you know what the heck uh, a couple of texts here on the um, <laughs> on the uh, early start uh, hmm. time. Uh, if you're on a bus at 5:30, what if you have to poop? I hold it. <laughs> you know. to get to school, I guess. Three zero four two one four sixteen hundred. Wheeling Park High School was built at a very poor location. There is no easy way to get there. I, I would I would second that. I mean, it was an available location that was big enough for what they wanted to do, but it Cheap. is yeah. the access is absolutely horrid to get in and out of there. I mean, the hills that you have to go up all the way around, it was just a poor decision, what, 40, 50 years ago now. I, I, would, I, I would disagree with the line. There's no easy way. It's fairly easy to get there, but it is a convoluted road, and it's a bad road. Um, Think about the uh, pressure, though, that early hours, uh, even in good weather, puts sure. on the bus driver. Now you're talking bad weather. You know that the, the guys yeah. aren't out there working on the roads that early, so you're right. putting way much more pressure on the driver. And let's look what just happened in Ohio yep. this past week. Yep. You take that for granted. Listen, one of those buses go over a ridge anywhere. You pick the ridge. Yeah. You got problems. You got real, well, if you real look problems. How, you know, it's at least once every, every school year in the winter where an early morning, you know, black ice – Right, you know, and all of a sudden you've got a log jam going up Park Hill because you know the buses don't aren't getting any traction. Kids are sitting there, and they're sitting and, there down at the bottom of the hill yeah, waiting to get up. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. So you know, it's it's uh, that makes it a challenge. If you want to text in, you can the Frio Stack Auction Service text line three zero four two one four sixteen hundred nine thirty two twenty eight to the hour. Uh, Taylor Long is here with Ohio Valley headlines right now. Along with your 7 News headlines on this August the 25th. The Fort Henry building is full of Wheeling history in the Wheeling Area Chamber of Commerce, McKinley Architecture and Engineering, and Steptoe and Johnson showed off their new offices inside their newly renovated space. For business hours, nearly 230 colleagues from around the Wheeling area came together to meet for food and drinks while enjoying the ambiance of the restored Fort Henry building. McKinley Architecture and Engineering purchased it around 15 years ago, and they are finally excited to show the public the hard work they've put in. There is still space available if you would like to join them. And Belmont Savings Bank revealed their new branch renovation last night at a tailgate block party event. Kicked off at 5 with a ribbon cutting at 5.30. The event was a celebration for the entire community where attendees could sample foods from restaurants all across the all-American town. In addition, there was even a surprise for guests from the Bel Air football team as they received a check. And it's an accident that could have been avoided, but instead it injured a local first responder. 
Recently, a paramedic with the Thames Joint Ambulance District was hurt after a car did not pull off the roadway for the rig to get through, causing them to abruptly stop. Chief Clark Crego says it happened on State Route 7 while the paramedic was treating a patient en route to the hospital. Ohio law requires all drivers to move over when approaching any vehicle with flashing or rotating lights parked on the roadside. And the Ohio Department of Health is asking everyone to take precautions because of the heat we've been experiencing. Some tips to follow are drink cool fluids, monitor or limit outdoor activities, and know the signs of heat exhaustion. Those signs include heavy sweating, clammy skin, weak pulse, headache, and nausea. If you see someone experiencing heat exhaustion, you'll want to get them to a cool place and have them sip water. If the symptoms last over an hour or get worse, call 911. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room. And be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70 at the top of the hill, the Highlands. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years and the slow parade of fears without crying. Now I want to understand. I have done all that I could to see the evil and the good without hiding. You must help me if you can. Speaking of evil, John McCabe. Um, no, I'm not calling you evil. No, not no. no. Howard, I I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Bob disagrees with me. We were you were looking at. We all have. Everybody's looked at the Donald Trump mugshot. Yeah. Although it's not the first word that comes to my mind. I think he looks evil there. I mean, well, he looks angry. He looks uh, scurrilous, whatever. But I, I, he looks like, you know, I've said several times, give him a pitchfork and a, and a tail, and I think he looks like the devil. I wonder if he got this taken into DMV, because that <laughs> looks like a DMV photo for your driver's license, you know. Are you ready? Click. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I first saw it last night, my first thought was, and this is, again, where we're at today is, is that even a real photo? Is that even his real booking right, photo? Right. Because it, it, how hard is it to take something yeah. and, and make yeah. something like that up nowadays? It's not very hard at all. I um, think it, it looks to me, in all seriousness, that he's essentially saying, bleep you. Sure, that's what sure. The, that's what the picture And is. he's already got, you know, uh, um, I was reading something this morning, you know, Campaign plans for merchandising it and, you know, putting it on shirts. And yeah. welcome to 2023, huh? I, I don't want to go down this road too much today, but I, I, I can't comprehend how we've gotten to where we are 
I mean, well, I mean, I can. It's all about money, Howard. That, that's all it is. I mean, the money, money has been allowed to take precedence over everything else. That cottage industry of, of elections now, yeah. that is you know worth you know hundreds of billions of dollars, has just taken control of everything. So, you know, we have two guys that nobody wants in America wants to be our next president, but one of them is going to be. Why? Because really, do the people have much say anymore? And, and the answer is probably no. You know, if if the Republicans were serious about about the country, would they would they nominate Donald Trump? No. no. If the Democrats were serious about the country and, and just not worried about beating Donald Trump, would they nominate Joe Biden again? No. No. So you know, <laughs> you know, watching the debate this well, I didn't watch the debate this week, but but reading about the debate mm-hmm. and following up on it and talking to Bob Nay when he's on with us about it, Nikki Haley. I'm not necessarily saying I would vote for her, but. She took time at the debate to, to basically say, we have to try to win the general election. And so she presented a lot more of what I would call moderate, mm-hmm. reasonable points of view. Not ones that I would necessarily agree with, but ones that at least in a general election might reach moderate voters. Everybody else is like yeah, out in Looney Tune land. That, that's uh, how these things especially. run. I mean, they're out in, in Looney Tune land. And when the question is raised... How would you, if if Donald Trump not, not indicted if Donald Trump is found guilty, would you support him? The hands go up. Uh, two of them didn't, but all, most of the hands go up. How do we get here? You know, I watch a lot of um, TV shows. I'm watching The Diplomat recently mm-hmm. on Fox or not on Fox on Netflix, Netflix. and a few other things. And you watch these shows where I read a lot of political thrillers. You probably do too. And in there, it's like, oh my God. There's a scandal that he might might become public. He'll have to pull out of the race. Not anymore. You think back to like when Gary Hart got nailed right, and right. Uh, yes, exactly. Mike Dukakis and all. You know, I mean, that doesn't matter anymore. It's just this. We have a we have a a, a candidate who has been con, uh, indicted four times, including federal indictments, for serious crimes. We're not talking about speeding. And and it it, it no no uh, no blowback from that no. In fact, he gets more and more money because yeah. of it. That's that's just where we're at today. All right. Let's talk about uh, Wheeling. You came in, I assume, probably walked up here, walked past yeah. that delightful streetscape project once yeah. again. Everything is all torn up. But someday, John, someday, the streetscape will be over. Yeah. And then they got to figure out what they do about downtown parking. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it seems like uh, that consensus is being reached as, you know, as we, as we sit here right now in real time almost. Uh, you know, uh, as you see with the sidewalks that they've already redone, what has not been included there are parking meters. Um, now, I guess you can always go and drill a hole and drop a meter in, but it looks like, judging by what um, council members talked about, all seven council members talked about uh, Wednesday night at, at a development committee meeting, there is absolutely no will to reinstall parking meters downtown. And I will applaud that. Yeah, That's, that I, makes the most, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and I, you know, Chad Thalman was on here with us, the vice mayor, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, he says, I just, I can't imagine now we get this all done. We're going to start drilling holes yeah. already in the, yeah. you know, in the sidewalk? No, and, and, and again, what type of a city do we want to be? Do we want to be a city that does nothing but hold on to the past? That's, all, that's what parking meters are. You know, uh, at, at a minimum, if you want paid parking downtown, put in a kiosk. Use a use an app. You know, there's there's so many options you have now to park that you go around. Now, they're, what they're looking at is this digital tire chalking system where quite literally somebody will drive around in a park, you know, city parking enforcement vehicle that's got cameras set up and it will 
come down Main Street, and if you're parked there, you know, it will mark your car um, and, you know, and, and store it into its database. And every, you know, whatever, every 30 minutes they drive through town, if, you know, two hours later you're still sitting there, you're going to get a ticket. Got to be a better way. I don't know what it is. I mean, that even that, it just seems like an awful lot of work. I get the argument that you, you can't just have unlimited sure, free parking. Sure. But, I, I, you know, that, that sounds like an awful lot of, of, of work and effort and expense up front and so on. You know, I, I don't use it often, although yesterday I did, so I can refer to I I use the Park Mobile app all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, I had a meeting to go to downtown, and I wasn't sure how long it would last. So I put... I think an hour on my park mobile, uh, 85 cents for mm-hmm. an hour. Um, and while I was in the meeting, it was ran longer than an hour. I got a little alert. Boop. Your parking right, is back. Right. All I do is push a button, add another 10 minutes, 12 minutes. You know, there are, there are ways to do that. And I don't have a pride. I don't really have a problem paying the parking meters. I just had a problem with the convenience of them. So there's gotta be some kind of technology that can make all of this work. But it looks like right now they're talking about basically free park, free two hour parking, Right. Uh, uh, downtown. Now, this would only be downtown. Just downtown, right. Not, uh, not down in the center market right. and so on. So, um, I don't know. I But it seems like, I think you're right, there is a consensus, I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and which is good. Um, again, now's the time to be thinking about all this. Um, and, and, you know, if they come up with a better idea than a digital chalking system, you know, if they just want somebody to go back out and with the old piece of chalk and mark tires uh, throughout the day, um, they can, you know, that's, I suppose, something they could do. That wouldn't make much sense either. Um, you know, I, I think this is such an opportunity <clears throat> as this continues on and, you know, and we get past this initial phase of everything just really being gutted. Um, and we start to see what what it's going to look like when it emerges, which will still be the same downtown, but with at least nicer streets and, and sidewalks. You know, uh, to me, putting parking meters back is the wrong move. And, you know, what's been interesting, and I, and I, I you know, just think back over the last 20 years, back to the Terry Sterling days when he was the chamber president, you know, and every yeah. year the chamber would make such a push to, uh, you know, to uh, remove the parking meters, you know, and, and it's hurting business downtown. And, and, and they were probably right in some ways, or the chamber was probably right. But, you know, the city back then, the parking meter revenue was tied directly into the uh, the bonds that built the intermodal. Boy, am I glad you – I was just going to ask yeah. you that because you're yeah. old enough like me to remember. I mentioned that to Chad Fallman mm-hmm. this week. Probably had no idea, did he? No, he didn't. Yeah, and, and which, you know, I said, I mean, I said yeah. the argument used to be that you can't have free right. parking because the parking meter revenue was pledged for the bonds on the parking garage. Mm-hmm. It was about $200,000 a year in parking meter revenue that went straight to the intermodal. And I, I mentioned that to Chad, and I said, I, I haven't heard that argument, so I'm guessing the it's bonds paid, paid off. Yeah. off. Yeah. And, and he was like, oh, uh, well, I, yeah. I never heard anything about well, that. Well, and, and then again, that's... You know, he was probably. In I didn't his, mean that didn't make him didn't mean to make him sound like he was. A no, no, no. He, he was probably like a teenager when those discussions kid. He didn't, were happening. Didn't understand yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So no, it's it's nice to have a little context with this because this has been an issue for a long time. Um, you know, and, and and it is tough. I don't know. You know, I don't know directly now what you know last year's parking meter revenue was in in Wheeling, um, but. You know, it's uh, that was always the argument that Bob Heron would present. That's like, hey, we would love to, but I say, Bob, Bob, Bob explained that at council, and I think it was in a newspaper story, hundred thousand, something like that. I have to look it up. I mean, yeah. the number is out there, but yeah, but so, it doesn't. Go, it is not pledged to the bond. It just goes right. to, I assume, the general fund, right? Or right in general fund now. Um, so, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Uh, the other, the other sort of timing issue here is, 
this council can make some decisions, but it will not be until a new council takes right. place that any of these decisions will be implemented. 100%. So it's, uh, you know, the next council could do something different because the streetscape will still be underway. Yeah, the streetscape will be, we've got it. If they stay on target, mm-hmm. we're talking about another year and a half or so, right? Mm-hmm. I think the, the end, of uh, yeah, 20, end of 2024, 2024 is, is yeah. the target date. And it probably, hopefully, well, it's been pretty good on target, so maybe yeah. we'll stay on target. We'll see. But, yep. All right. 9.45, quarter till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We talked briefly about it, Payton City's water supply, yeah. I guess, uh, uh, they're still waiting on test results, I guess. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, so if, if you've not been paying attention, Payton City now, this is the fourth time at least in the past 10, 15 years that they've had a uh, serious infiltration of, I'll just call them PCEs, um, tetra Petroclycanide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, and it's it's very, uh, you know, it's not a chemical you want to be drinking or showering with or even. Normal, normal. Uh, five parts per, per, per million, million or billion. Per billion and, and they're up to what? 30, 30, 30 yeah. parts per billion. And so this has been an ongoing issue every few years, uh, it seems. And it really does. Uh, again, I was talking last night with uh, county county officials. Right, that Fort Henry event. At that Fort Henry <laughs> event, buddy, it was the place to be last night for. <laughs> Um, you know, but what do you do? These little small community water systems like in a Payton city, it's pretty clear they, they just don't have the expertise, the funding didn't to they, manage didn't that. They just upgrade their well, they just put in this enough? air stripper plant or some type of a they put in some type of a process that was supposed to stop this from happening. Well, it, it didn't. didn't. It didn't. You know, and again, how many people live in Payton City? You know, I don't know off the top of my head, but eight hundred? You know, yeah, a thousand I maybe. Know. Bob, you might know, you know more about it. Small, small number, right? Yeah, real yeah. Size, Payton City is a small community. But, you know, the problem is, is Payton City has a water system. Sistersville has a water system. You know, um, New Martinsville has a water And those communities, uh, as we know from sports and as we just talked about, what, one or two weeks ago with consolidating schools, they don't like to work together. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to give up the control. So, you know, um, folks down there have, have been now, what, uh, two weeks or so, a week and a half without uh, – you know, without being able to use the tap water, uh, the reality is it's probably been a long time since this has been an issue and they didn't know about it until, you know, the, earlier this month. And now they're talking, or I guess the middle of this month, and now they're talking it could be, you know, a couple more weeks before they even get these test results back. Right. So everybody's still dr- not drinking the water, and I was not just, bathing the yeah, water. Yeah, just reading bathing. last night, you know, um, uh, post on the Payton City Mayor's or Water Department Facebook page, you know, don't hoard water. <laughs> We're running low. We don't have a bunch, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Don't hoard water. Hoard the bad water? Oh, I but- mean, it's just uh, it, it's just a real mess. And, again, that is really the challenge of these small communities. I mean, Moundsville has a brand-new system. You know, can you feed off of anything else other than just continuing to put put time and effort into a system that – has shown over the last 15 years it, it, it just doesn't work. What do you guys think the chances are that there's someone out there, I'm not talking about in town, I'm talking about out there somewhere that has no idea that there's even an issue with water yet. Have they pretty much went door to door and let everybody know how serious this is? You mean in Peyton City? Yes. or yes. I, I don't know. Because, again, you, know, you have know. downtown Peyton City, and then you have out in the sticks in the, Peyton yeah, City. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. I don't know. Are there people out there in the rural part of Peyton City that Do they serve to, them out there? Or are they on their own? Do they have well water? They're I still mean, waiting for their Sunday newspaper to arrive? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Come on now. That was totally uncalled to for. Stay. I mean, totally uncalled <laughs> for. To get to- Come on, man. Uh, a couple of... Uh, you know, this has been su- such a nice show, and you got to ruin it right at the end. <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of real quick things get in and out here. Um, 
we could have talked about it last week, but we didn't. Uh, the Ohio Valley Medical Center, uh, oh, it's not OVMC. The Wheeling Cancer Center uh, plans to demolish OVMC. The bids for demolition had been challenged. Yes. That challenge has been thrown out of court. Yeah, uh, Judge uh, Mike Oliage, uh Monday, I guess it was, uh, ruled that, uh, you know, as he reads the state law, that they, you know, that this is not a public bid process, um, even though public money's involved. What was interesting, and I'm not going to get his wording exactly correct, but he said, well, you know, if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. The law's really kind of unclear, so <laughs> I just made what I thought was the right call. So maybe it is something that does need cleared up as we move ahead. Um, there does seem to be some, uh, you know, some un- uncertainty as to, you know, as, as I think about it as, you know, as someone who's covered municipal governments and county and state government for two and a half, three decades now, the, uh, you know, if the city and the county have large amounts of money involved in this, you know, I guess the fear is, does this give them an avenue in the future to to partner with a private entity to right. bypass bidding processes? Yeah, and that's not, you know, not what you want. No, no, yeah. most definitely not. All right, John, got to move on. Appreciate your time today, as always. 9.50, 10 to the hour. John McCabe is here with us uh, most Fridays. I assume we'll be back next Friday. Yeah, and then, uh, should be. We'll continue talking about the Ohio Valley News of the Week. Bob Westfall coming up in a minute, and I think Bob may have a traffic note we'll pass along. That's all coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 470-2000. Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000. 614-470-2000. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. Keep up with the ever-changing world of sports all night long. Sports Map Radio is on the Watchdog. FM 98.1 AM 1600. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. I was traveling down the road, feeling hungry and cold. I saw a sign saying food and drinks for everyone. So naturally I thought I would take me a look inside. I saw so much. 
have uh, Bob Slider. You have a uh, couple of uh, incoming pieces of information from the phone lines. I do, Howard. Uh, going to clear up a question and a traffic alert. I guess they are starting uh, today going from the island over to Bridgeport. So uh, the back channel, the bridge there, they have a backhoe. They're digging up the track that has been damaged. So if you're planning on going into Ohio that way, I got some bad news for you. It's going to take a little bit longer. And we had a question earlier why the river game was canceled. Man, I, this is bad news. I guess they're, they're suffering through hoof and mouth disease all through the high school, and they had to cancel the game hmm, okay. or postpone it. All righty. Uh, that's River, right? River, yes. Yeah. All right. I'm assuming that's Bob Westfall. I'm making a guess. Is that you, Bob? That's me. All right. Good morning, Mr. Bob. How are you, sir? Well, you were taking a chance on that one. I'm good. How are you on this Friday? Yeah, you know, sometimes I, it's not a wise move for me to take a call red hot, as they say, but uh, I, had a, I had a good shot. It might be you. I, I'm well. It's, as I always tell you on Friday, it's Friday. It's almost 10 o'clock, which means I'm about ready to head home and uh, begin my weekend. So I'm, I'm pretty good today. How are you? Let's be honest. You're done, and you're going to go grab lunch. There's no question about that. Actually, uh, you are absolutely you, you are absolutely correct. I'm going to uh, grab some lunch. I don't know what I'm going to have today, but I'll, yes, I am going to grab lunch today. No question about it. Any recommendations? Um, um, no, not really. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Just, just, just checking. Uh, have you tried coaches? Have you tried the new burger? Place I have not. Have you, Bob? Have you tried coaches out the at the mall? I have not. I have not. That's where Garfield's used to be. And um, no, I haven't. I should try that sometime. I've heard some pretty good things about him, but no, no, I haven't. A good juicy burger would be pretty good today, though. A nice, good, juicy burger. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. All right. You may put me on the right track there, Bob. Thanks a lot. What uh, What well, are you working you on today with the Big Seven? All right. Well, of course, uh, I think Bob mentioned uh, just before I came on here, Governor Justice has canceled his visit to Marshall County today. He was going to be uh, signing some legislation dealing with uh, highways and then uh, pass out some art grants. Um, right now, we just know that he is not uh, going to make that trip. Uh, nothing has been announced as to the reason or when uh, they're going to reschedule, reschedule the trip. So uh, there's a couple stories there right down the tubes. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, he yeah. is not so, going to be no, here today. Listen, I understand the position you guys – that's fine. you got a big plan. you got the governor coming in. He's going to talk about uh, you know, highways. You probably have a couple other things you want to try and grab some conversation with him with. And then, yep, I'm not coming. Now you got to scramble and re yeah. readjust everything. I know how that works. Yeah. So anyway, we're, uh, we'll follow up on that. Some of the things we are working on today. Uh, let's see here. Our high school football tonight. That West Virginia kicks off. Uh, Scott Moldy will be live from Wheeling Island Stadium uh, for the game. So we will have high school football. Of course, all the highlights uh, tonight at 11:10 on the Sports Zone. So that's kicking off today. Uh, the Bridgeport Elementary School is back to school. Gets up to full uh, full throttle. Uh, they received a grant from the Miller Daffin Family Foundation. They're going to purchase all the things you know what we don't think about, like shelving and and, and uh, things around the, uh, mm -hmm. the the office and things like that. Things that the kids need that we don't think about. We know, we think about school supplies and pencils and paper and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. But you know, shelving and storage units and things like that. The kids are needed in the classroom. So that's a, that's a grant that Bridgeport got. We're going to talk to the. Uh, principal there and the superintendent, uh, uh, Superintendent Ripley, on that one today. 
Uh, also, St. Clairsville, uh, big announcement today on the St. Clairsville. I know it's kind of early, and I'm not even over summer yet, but uh, they're uh, <laughs> having a little bit of a mini pressure for the St. Clairsville Parade, uh, which we will be airing for the first time, be airing it live. Whoa, whoa, what, a Christmas Parade? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Christmas Parade. Oh, We're excited. Yeah. We're excited about Christmas. Uh, well, I'm always excited about Christmas, but it is, uh, it's only August 25th, you know. Yep. Yeah, well, it's, it's time to get ready. Okay. You know, you know the decorations are going to be in stores here next week. Well, the Halloween decorations probably are coming out about now, for sure. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas yeah. Christmas well, that's away. different. Halloween, Halloween's awesome. So anyway, we'll go about that one. <laughs> We've got that uh, dealing with that. Um, let's see. Um, so those are some of the things we're working on. Weather, we're t- ch- keeping an eye on that. Uh, still some uh, chance of storms in the area, uh, and over the next few days, just kind of here and there so pay attention to uh zach and um uh, adam and tyler they'll have that so those are kind of the things we're working on today so like i said with uh, with uh, the governor not showing it we're kind of scrambling uh to follow up on a lot of things that we have um so uh, that's kind of where we're at right now man people can check it out at noon 5 6 10 11 5 30 for the statewide show always online at wtf.com and of course with the channel 7 in your pocket storm tracker 7 app news app on your phone, you're always in tune with things. Have a great weekend, Bob, and uh, I will talk to you on Monday. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Mr. Slider, uh, turn things over to Dave Wilson for a while for a statewide talk line, then come up today at noon. It is... Steam. Re- oh, <laughs> I thought <laughs> you were queuing me for steam release. No, 11.30 it is. Hold on. Steam. Steam release. release. But at noon today... Special programming like we do every Friday. Now that it is Football Friday, we are broadcasting live the the Pine Room Boys, the Pine Room uh, Podcast from Gumby's in Elm Grove from twelve to three. Stop in, discounts, giveaways. Stop by, good Say stuff. Hello. Honk your horn, get horny for the Pine Room guys, and then of course the uh, walk through this afternoon, and then this evening the first of our uh, major broadcasts for the uh, high school football games, John Marshall High School on WVOY, and the Wheeling uh, Central Maroon Knights will be on. Uh, on WKKX. And I had another uh, call, Howard. I, I Again, the, I, I got this off the air. Oh, yes, very good source. The Shady Side game has been post, uh, not postponed, pushed back to 7.30. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of that uh, this evening. So keep an eye on that, everybody. Because of the heat, you might see a little bit of uh, pushing the kids off back a little bit. Absolutely. All right, I got to go. Got to get out of here. Kirchwell's got the calm. Well, Kirchwell's gone, but uh, Dave Wilson has the calm. Big weekend of sports. Stick around. Don't go away. You got. If you turn the dial, you're just stupid for doing it. So stick around. Uh, in the meantime, I will meet you all Monday morning at seven o'clock. I hope if my car works right, and if not, Bob, we may have to hitch together. Maybe be thumbing. If yeah, we could be thumbing. See you all Monday. Point one. AM sixteen hundred WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville.